0: And here we are. Hello, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm good. Good. And uh, excited to do a, a special edition of Pull to Open, our very first special edition. Me um, too. Yes, because we've... Uh, in response to, to something that's come up. And, yeah, and, uh, on, on the thing.
0: Yeah. yeah so, so for those of you who don't know, we're on TikTok. It's our most active social network. Uh, we're at Pull to Open. And we have just hit... 1,000 followers. In fact, we've blown past it. Um, I'm super excited about that. So thank you, everyone who's engaging with us there. So the reason uh, we, we blew up on TikTok recently is we had a bit of a viral moment uh, surrounding one of our um, clips from our 10th Planet commentary, our commentary on the 10th Planet. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was a lot of response to when we talked about that Cyberman's changing appearance. It was mostly me talking about it, and I, I, um, I feel the need to address the comments because there were there were a lot of people who seemed to take issue with uh, my assertion that they never acknowledged the Cyberman's changing opinion uh, appearance. Right.
1: So, so just to be just to recap what mm-hmm. what you said in the in the podcast and in the TikTok clip uh, was that. It's never really acknowledged in the show, right? Right that that there are different versions of Cybermen almost every time they appear. There's there's something slightly different about them.
0: And I I, I kind of misspoke there because it, it's it's true they do address this, but it is a very very recent development. Yes. This is first really addressed um, in, in an explicit way in the Doctor Falls. And that's yes. a very, it's a very recent episode, but it is, it is done. I mean, they do talk uh, about it and that there's this parallel evolution theory. And I will say a lot of like what people take from that is mostly implied. Like the doctor never actually points out this Cyberman is this or this Cyberman. Is this. I mean, they do talk about the Mondasian Cyberman, but there's a lot of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, kind of like as an audience member, you kind of have to come halfway a little bit. Like I get it now. And now I see why there's different Cybermen. You know, it's there. It's there. But right. it, there's a great deal of it is is kind of like, you put it together, guys. You know, so. Yeah.
1: It, and this is a very belated thing that comes right at the end of the Moffat era. Literally, you know, one one episode away from the end of
0: Moffat. So uh, so in my defense, I, I was speaking more from sort of a classic series stance. As a person who grew yeah. up watching the classic series, seeing these Cybermen change appearance a lot. And it never really being talked about. You know, it's just kind of a thing and that's obviously, you know, from what I said in the podcast, it, it, it is true. I mean, it's obviously, it's, it was really production value decisions they were making. And, you know, they were just, you, you, fans would make up what they want mm-hmm. uh, at that time. But they never really talk about like, oh, these Cybermen from Earthshock look different from the Cybermen from uh, the Moonbase or whatever. And, you know, they, they look so different that it's, it's kind of obvious that's what they were doing because you would think that. You know, we did the 10th planet that if ben, when ben and Polly encounter them in the moon base, if this was a thing within the show, they would say so. They say, holy crap, the Cybermen, these are the Cybermen. But I mean, they, they sure look different from the Cybermen we saw in, at Snowcap, you know, <laughs> but they never do because it's just, oh, we get it. They're You just designed new costumes because you had more money.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's, uh, you know, and that, that's sort of normal behavior for a show that people do tended not to rewatch yeah right, it, it was not so easy to rewatch these things certainly not in the 60s when the cybermen were born um but that said it's also it's very similar to what star wars does and its various iterations of stormtroopers like mm-hmm. we we True. don't get any explanation for why you know uh uh, different forms of sto- like snow troopers are just different when they arrive on hearth. Mm-hmm. We don't know why we can sort of, we can guess fairly easily. We can make up our own head cannon, but really the only difference between uh, stormtroopers in Star Wars and Cybermen and Doctor Who, in terms of what you're talking about is that uh, with Star Wars, you get the action figures everywhere to tell you what this different right. version is called. Like, and there's a, there's a whole backstory that comes with the merchandise. Uh Doctor Who being a thing that people don't necessarily collect so much uh, on the merchandising side of things, although it is, it is increasingly a thing. Um, like that, that was never, there was never an explanation. You just had to make it up in your own head from from year to year. If you were if you were paying attention to the point where you knew that the Cybermen looked different every time they showed up, mm-hmm. um,
0: then you would have to come up with some rationale for that. Yeah, well, this is the thing, and this is kind of what I was actually getting at in my original commentary. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, you couldn't put together that they were multiple races of Cybermen or multiple ways they emerged. Um, A theory that was, I guess, probably a fringe theory back in the day and certainly became increasingly uh, popular. It was actually really first put forward in the, the universe of Doctor Who in Cyberwoman. There's there's dialogue in that Torchwood episode from Jack, Jack Harkness. Mm-hmm. When he talks about how 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 worrisome it is, there is this cyborg, this this version of a Cyberman, uh, in their base because this is how it could start. You know, this is how the Cybermen start. He even says this is like all it takes is one, and then they spread like an infection, and which is kind of a was kind of a new idea at the time. And then then the doctor sort of builds on that, and the doctor falls and talks about that. That's essentially what happens. They just emerge whenever there's you know, a certain level of technology in a, in a civilization. So mm-hmm. so all that said, so what I was really kind of trying to get at, though, is kind of, I, I'm glad you brought up the Snowtroopers, Stormtroopers, because it's a great analogy. I was trying to get at, like, well, if they look different, shouldn't they have, you know, different abilities and different upgrades? And shouldn't that be more clear that, you know, like, like if this is, um, say, uh, I believe it was in Ascension of the Cybermen, right? Uh, the most recent episode, someone mm-hmm. says, "Oh, these are warrior class Cybermen," and I kind of like, well, that sounds like a really meaningless distinction <laughs> with <laughs> the Cybermen. Like, what what Cyberman is not a warrior class, right? That we've ever seen is like those other those we-
1: Cybermen. They just didn't match up. They were just they were, you know, training camp.
0: They're not actually graduated. <laughs> Yeah, exactly i mean but i'm just like where, where where's the brick lane cyberman you know like where's that guy you know maintenance class cyberman i mean like where <laughs> i imagine they have them like let's let's see them and see what they're like they we should in other words I, I was kind of getting at like if there's different cybermen and they look different can we be a little more explicit about how their abilities change you know like mm-hmm. maybe these ones have more armor uh, i said even in the podcast when we were talking about it like some of them might be immune to gold and some of them might not be um some of them might have uh you know just really badass weapons and if they do like show that right and i think honestly Mm -hmm. this is one area where i think the daleks you know went there which would in a very effective way with the special weapons dalek like where it's Mm -hmm. made 100 percent clear oh that's why this thing looks different it's just a big freaking cannon and it's designed only for that and that that made a lot of sense whereas the cybermen i mean if you look at them sure they look different they look cooler or less cool but they're all pretty much the same in terms of abilities. They all kind of march. They all kind of have a weapon uh, and whether it's handheld or built in. And I would say probably the only time, not the only time, but the most clear time they, they went out of their way to show new abilities in the Cybermen was nightmare and silver. Yeah. And uh, Neil Gaiman, who wrote that episode was very, very uh, clear about that. that. That was one of his goals. It's like, well, he talked about how his iPhone looked different from uh, his iPhone from a few years ago, and his laptop looks completely different from the first one he ever had. So it's like, why Why wouldn't the Cybermen start actually upgrading themselves and giving themselves new abilities? And they kind of show that. Uh, but then it's that that sort of highly adaptable Borg-like Cybermen is never really seen again, Uh Yeah. Too bad. And, and it's hard
1: because, I mean, Nightmare on Silver is, is very hard to watch for me because it's so clear. Uh, that it was meant to be two episodes, um, and we'll, right. we'll we'll get the, the randomizer will take us there, um, of course. But uh, it it's it's so squished. It's so it does not do justice to Neil Gaiman's vision of the Cybermen, uh, which is pretty yeah. unfortunate.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean that the it's a it's it's lots of great ideas put forward, not really realized super well. Uh, but we'll get to that. when the randomizer takes us there. But anyway, I I wanted to just kind of also just qualify everything I'm saying here. I I really love the engagement from our audience on all this, Uh, just to kind of wrap up. I mean, on the, on the, uh, you know, like clearly there's a, uh, a passionate group of super super fans. And I think it's hard to not find super fans in today's franchises. You know, you're either kind of all in or not. And, (laughs) I was but they're so all in, and I really like that they they're keeping us honest out there,
1: yeah.
0: Um, making sure, you know, that you know they're they 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 want to engage with what we're putting out there. Uh but I just want to say, you know, yes, I've seen the Doctor Falls, I've seen it all. I, I, I like <laughs> to consider myself an authority on the cyber race. I've got David Banks' book from the 80s. I've read, I right. think, all the Cyberman novelizations. I've got a voice changer helmet. Okay, I like Yes, I I think a lot about the Cybermen more than your average person or even your average (laughs) Doctor Who fan. So, um, again, I just wanted to be totally out there and and, like I really appreciate the engagement. And uh, you know, it also I wanted to say it it demonstrates this is we we have a podcast, right? It's not like we Mm -hmm. we we clip it for the TikTok channel, but it's like I I think you know we even talked about the Doctor Falls in our podcast, right? Like and and rolled it up the time and. It's it's difficult sometimes to pull some of these clips out of context, but I think well, this is a good this is a good reminder to be a little a little more mindful of that so that we um, well uh, we cover... I'll say
1: a couple of things that you yeah. uh,
0: in, in this in this clip that you took you also uh,
1: managed to to bring in the Star Trek fans, which is <laughs> impressive. Uh, it's very impressive. You you got the. The issue of like you know it not really being addressed when the Klingons change from the uh, how they look in the original series to how they look in TNG, and as someone pointed out, well yes they do sort of go back and address this in DS nine in that special time travel mm. episode where you know they go back to the original Klingon episode. Um,
0: so well, it is, it's, I think it, that shows like just kind of how like wonderful like franchises expand in this sort of mm-hmm. in this way, right? Because it's like they take things like with both the Klingon's case and the Cyberman's case, they took these sort of production level decisions and designs. And then years later decided to spin up like whole theories and, and cool stories. You know, you could argue the merits of any individual story, but it's like, you know, they take that, Hey, this thing that was clearly an error, mm. it's now like kind of a cool thing we're exploring. Or not really an error, but I mean, you know, it's like a, a thing that was that was not made to be a story, a story element. So I love that, and I love that sort of aspect of, of modern fandom. And I think there was it's it's not just a thing in modern fandom. I think we, I forget when we talked about this, but like in the adventure in space and time, my favorite moment probably in the whole movie might be when William Hartnell's granddaughter catches one of his fluff lines as he's saying it. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, "You said." You said gloves, grandfather, and he what he meant to say like something else, doves or whatever. And he kind of mm-hmm. Hartnell's watching. He's kind of painful, painfully like it's like, oh yeah, I did. Yep. And she said, well, that's because you had special gloves to defeat the Daleks. You know, it's like in her, <laughs> in, she's already making up her own headcanon, right? And, uh, and he kind of rolled, Oh yeah, that's that's what I meant, right? Like, so it's this this really cool way that we've evolved in terms of fan culture, where mm. you can you can have that aspect of it now sort of weaved into the show itself because you know the person who was watching the granddaughter and and probably her granddaughters now are now like grew up with the show and are fans of the show and are making the show uh and that's such a wonderful thing to see like these franchises uh, how they how they've done taken these these moments and turned them into like very rich pieces of storytelling
1: yeah doctor who's very good at at getting meta
0: in in a lot of ways
1: but it has never been as as meta as uh Star Trek is in that Deep Space Nine episode, when they literally go back to an old episode and hang out in the backgrounds. And yes, it was sort of, you know, a massive technical feat for them to be able to do that. But thinking about it now, looking back at it now, it makes me wish that, that Doctor Who could do that. I mean, as a show that could do that at any moment, right? The Doctor mm. can look back on itself and just sort of hang out in the background and watch you know, watch himself take on the side men for the first time, for example, which I guess they kind of got close to in, uh, in, uh, uh, twice upon a time, you know, it, be, yeah. almost touch on that. Um, but there's, there's never been that moment of, right. You know, uh, doctor who explicitly saying we're, we're going back to an old episode. We're going to revisit it and we're going to provide a new layer of canon to this by seeing it again. Um, it is. It is much more of a skitter show. It moves on very quickly. You know, we've we've talked about that in the past. Of like, eh, perhaps it moves on a little too quickly. Perhaps it hits the reset button a little too easily. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll also say that with the Cybermen in particular, you know, one advantage that the Daleks had was that they had Terry Nation in their corner always trying to develop them as a separate show, right? That's what he was doing in the U S in the sixties and seventies really thought that there was an opportunity there more power to him. Um, but also he was like, he was like writing that comic, great comic strip about the Daleks that was revealing this whole backstory to them with the, the emperor Dalek and, you know, uh, the, the politicking on Scarrow. Mm. And we never had that for the Cybermen, right? There was, there was no Cybermen comic strip, you know, Kip Peddler created them, but didn't really Follow up in terms of like you know here's here's all the backstory you know here's uh, you know, here's the development of the Cybermen history and politics and culture so we we still only have what we see through the show and occasional comic books and and stuff like that we mm-hmm. don't really have that sense of, of the Cybermen as an autonomous uh, singular race they just right. they show up in the Doctor's timeline every now and again and present a threat. Um, and there's not that much more to it. So I think that's that's what I took from, from your comments. That's what I'm uh, taking away from this lively discussion, is yeah. that uh, people like it, <laughs> that there is <laughs> more of what there was in the Doctor Falls, a recondition of you know building the Mondasian Cybermen into the canon, um, and we would just love to see more of that.
0: Yeah, I think we're completely united in that, and that's ultimately what where my comments were aimed at. I, I want to see cyber been more fleshed out more explored i think they the doctor falls really opened up a lot of possibilities um in, in terms of which Cybermen's are from where and you could you could actually start you could do a pretty fun sort of tree of life or flowchart of the Cybermen, and I'm, I'm sure i mean it's been done but i mean now with this sort of new perspective that they just kind of emerge in places uh, I think you could do it, and in a really interesting way. And I, you know, not that I want the show to be completely super nerdy and and like you know, it should always just tell good stories. Uh, but you know, taking elements of those things in the same way that they've taken bits and pieces, tiny pieces sometimes, sometimes bigger pieces from like the books and novels and um, and and the big finish stuff, uh, and seeing those um, acknowledged and thrust out a bit, I, I think. Uh, I just love to see more of it and, um, yeah, yeah. It is
1: unfortunate that the last time we saw them, you know, post the doctor's falls when there could have been more of that, they, they, they were really, they, they were, they had to fight for screen time in Mm. Ascension of the Cybermen and the the timeless children, um, because there was this whole other vastly important, you know, Canon changing thing going on. So once Mm. again, the Cybermen got short tripped.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really gotta get a better agent, you know. So, <laughs> good times. All right. Yeah, well, let's that- see
1: something. Let's see something more <laughs> like Scarrow. It's, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see that politic in the background. I love that stuff. All right. Well, I guess this has been our special edition, Indeed. our special cyber edition of Bulwark.
0: All hail the cyber emperor! All hail <laughs> the cyber uh, cybermen TikTok fans! I'll say that and those guys right. are pretty pretty awesome. You are cyber masters, everyone. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys.